0: Learn how to properly brush them, because a lot of times you get a brush in, I you don't know, Amazon, and you just go from the top coat, and then you take to the groomer, and the groomer is like, man, your dog is really bad," And you're like, well, what do you mean? I brush my dog all the time. But it's important for you to brush it properly. Get the right kind of brush for the kind of hair your dog has. Uh, open the hair and brush from the skin, because otherwise you're not doing good enough for the job to help your dog.
1: Welcome to the with a dog podcast we are the podcast for the modern dog parent talking all about life with a dog
2: in this episode we interview gabriel fatosa an internationally awarded dog groomer he tells us why grooming is more about your dog's health than just their hair looking good how to train your dog to get used to the groomer and what to look for in a good groomer fourth time's the charm is he fourth time (laughs) (laughs) whoop whoop um (laughs) So, we've been off our game a little bit. Yeah. We, um, I will be so happy once we're all back. Sherbert Studio, we've got Arthur, we've got Izzy, everyone in the studio. Um, but we have not had that recently. Izzy's been in quarantine. It makes sense. It's fine. But we've had some technical difficulties because of it. <laughs> so, this is the fourth <laughs> time we've recorded this intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. You know what? Each time it
1: keeps getting better. So, really. It it was a good thing.
2: Yeah, keeps getting better. Yeah. Let's hope this is this is just <laughs> as good. Um so Izzy, you've been in quarantine. How's yeah. Netflix?
1: Um you know what? Netflix was my best friend until I watched everything on Netflix. Um <laughs> so then I started looking towards Amazon Prime, HBO Max. Yeah. Probably some other ones that anyway. There's been a lot of TV watching. Speaking of things I've been watching, we have some business to discuss. Yes. In that area. Okay. Um. So, along with all of the other things that I've watched, Bridgerton.
2: Bridgerton. Let's go. Who is not talking about this? Better question. Exactly. Guys, exactly. Bridgerton, if you haven't watched it, get on it. It's on Netflix. It's done by Shonda Rhimes, who is the director, producer behind Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, all sorts of very, very good shows. And her newest one is Bridgerton. It is a combination of, like, Jane Austen and Gossip Girl. And I am here for it. Yes, very correct. Yes. It is Carly through and through. It is, I
1: mean... 100%. <laughs> sum up my teen years better, okay?
2: <laughs> I was simping over Mr. Darcy and also Serena Vanderwoodson. So this is, like, the two meshed together... It's basically Gossip Girl kind of, and but it it has like Lady Whistledown is Gossip Girl, and she like reports on all of the the balls and the ton of English society back in the eighteen hundreds. So, what do you have to say about it, Izzy? What do you think? You know what? I'm not gonna lie,
1: I had some issues with it. Okay. Within the fir- so I I put it on, and within twenty minutes, I was like, hell no. <laughs> This is a disgrace to my British heritage. Not going to watch it. And Then in the back of my mind, I was like, I know Colly's going to want to talk about this. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And I kept it on. So I pushed through the first couple of
2: episodes. Um, um, and then you got to the sexy scenes and you were like, okay, I'll then- stay. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to the Duke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and um, he was really nice to look at. So I stuck around. But it was just, you know, what, I loved
2: the diverse cast. Yes. That was great. That was so cool. Yeah, that was great. So I was doing some research because there there have been some articles. They cast Queen Charlotte as a black woman. And there are some articles saying that historically, Queen Charlotte did actually have some black ancestry. And so I thought, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Another reason that they decided to do the diverse cast also which I thought was really important is basically that they're trying not necessarily to rewrite history, but they're saying, yes, this is set in a, in history, but let's do better. Like let all these yeah. different races were supposed to be there and they weren't. So let's let's make sure they have like still a prominent role yeah. in this show. So I thought that was really yeah. cool.
1: I thought that was cool. I really liked that. Um, So that was good. I didn't like the costumes. I had a big issue what? with the costumes. What about They were just too bright. They were too bright. Eighteen hundreds England was not that happy. That's true. Like yeah. it couldn't have been. Yeah. No no no. That's it was dirty and gross valid. and like probably even like the nice manor houses. They were probably still
2: gross. It was all very Americanized, I think. Yeah. The show. Like Extremely. we would not call this a historical fiction. I would just say what would say you even
1: call it? It's- <laughs>
2: Well, like, I wouldn't say it's like a period piece or anything. I would just say it's, it's a, it's Gossip Girl set in a different time zone (laughs) (laughs) or a different time. Not like, I just, yeah, I just don't think it's, I don't think if you go in looking for a historically accurate show, you're not going to find that here. Yeah.
1: I think my problem was, was that I just finished The Crown and then I was Mm -hmm. like, great, I can follow on with Bridgerton and it will have the same vibe very different percent not true very different and I preferred the crown yeah but now like you can't really compare them but if I was going to choose between like something set in the past to do with England I would choose the crown yeah yeah um so yeah I was yeah I just wasn't very happy with that and then there was just way too much sex (laughs) way 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 too much it makes me super uncomfortable I'm like looking in between my fingers
2: like, is it over yet? But you're still is looking, Izzy.
1: But I'm still looking because the
2: Duke's involved, so. Yeah. Okay, the Duke. I mean, that's another way you can tell the show is Americanized. What a great looking cast all around. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Duke. Wow. Whew. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Very attractive. I agree with you on the sex scenes. I mean, I, I wasn't bothered by them, but what I didn't like is that the plot turned into literally a plot about sex. Like, the first however many episodes were like, she's the belle of the ball, diamond of the season. Who is she going to pick? Blah, blah, blah. And then it turns into, literally, the plot is about sex. Like, it's not just that there's sex scenes. It's about, like, baby making, literally. Yeah. So. And you know what? I did find, and obviously
1: this is, like, all to do with the plot. Spoiler alert, people. So, sorry, not sorry. Probably should have said that earlier. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah. Probably. (laughs) But the whole time I was like, how can he know he can't have children? Like that should have been a red flag. The eighteen hundreds, they don't have
2: all of the fancy tests. Maybe like he got you kicked know? by a horse when he was a child. Well, like, you know, one of those out, I don't things. know. But she you know what that was know. the thing. She's now a married woman. She literally does not know how children are made. That was another I know, thing. That's crazy. Like she that's mad. went into the marriage not knowing, which I guess was probably indicative like of the times but still like thank god for how far we've come. Um I know. <laughs> thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, so, lots of yeah. lots of sexy scenes. Didn't mind them, but it was all just kind of jam-packed in the last three episodes. I would have preferred it spread out more. Mm. Other update for other people, if anyone has question if they've watched it and or have additional questions. These are the questions I had, so I sought answers to them. One, <laughs> they wrapped up everything they did they wrapped up the whole season so i didn't know if there'd be a season two like everything kind did of they? was wrapped up at the end like as far I as didn't... the main plot goes. who's lady whistle down and you it showed her is he it him did it it whatever <laughs> <laughs> who is it i'm not i can't spoil it for people yeah but we can just cut it out later okay i'll cut it out just tell me it was
1: Oh, well, where was I for all of that? <laughs> Bloody out! I guess if you uh, watch, you know, five episodes in a row, you just stop you listening for a while.
2: You <laughs> got desensitized. I just didn't want it to be true. <laughs> um, Yeah, so they did say who Lady Whistledown was. They wrapped up the storyline. So I thought there wouldn't be another season. There are supposed to be more seasons. Apparently, this is based on a book series called the Bridgerton's or whatever—I don't know—but each book it, or or each season, TV season, is going to be based on one of the Bridgerton t- children. Um, Eloise, one of the children, loved her. She was like yeah, a feminist, she was great. independent lady. So I was happy that her character yeah. was in there. Um, she was like,
1: "I don't need no
2: man." Yeah, I don't need no man. I just I don't want to be no independent. Man. I don't need yeah. those frilly dresses. Yes, yeah, she was cool. Yeah, loved her. Yeah, so I think. It'll be good to see more seasons. So that was my question that I had. It was like, what is happening? And I love to read. So I'm going to go read all of the books. And- will not that
1: ruin Well, I don't know. I guess book people always say, like, the books are so much better. But I am a movie person. So I'm like, screw the book. I I'm just going
2: to watch doubt the film. The, mo- the books are that much better. Like, I wonder if they're more just like a series of smutty romances that people have turned into a better TV <laughs> show. <laughs> that's my Well, you can report back (laughs) yeah i mean just the storyline alone makes me think that these books are smutty Mm. historical romance kind of paperback that you read at the beach kind of thing um Mm. anywho good show also carly recommendation if you like this show go watch austin land everyone great it's a very similar vibe great great show or great movie it's actually my favorite movie so I've watched it way too many times it gets better the more times you watch it because the dialogue is chef's kiss so would I like it no you would okay you would hate it Izzy I'm glad that I asked it it. don't worry (laughs) (laughs) I'll still make you watch it
1: (laughs) hey if you make me watch it on our retreat she's gonna lock me in a van (laughs)
2: I am. I was like, Izzy, let's (laughs) go on a retreat like next month and we'll like rent a like a van lifer van, you know, that it has all the things in it. And Izzy was like, Carly, it's going to rain the entire time. We're going to be stuck inside a van together with the dogs. No, (laughs) was the answer to that. (laughs) I was like, it's fine. uh, We can watch Austin land. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's that was do our this. our summary. Back to normal content next week, but let's do our episode with Gabriel. Um, super great episode, everyone. Yeah, we
1: have both been following Gabriel for a while, and we've just loved the content that he's been putting out. Um, I think we both were in a position where we didn't quite know as much as we thought we did about grooming mm-hmm. until we spoke with great Gabriel, and we learned why it's more of a health issue to go to the groomer than anything else Um, because we both have dogs that don't need to be groomed. So
2: yeah, yeah, I felt like I sounded like an idiot during times during this episode (laughs) because honestly, I yeah, I didn't know too much about grooming. So even if you have a short haired dog, you will get a lot out of this episode and let's get into it.
1: Yeah, so let's um let's begin by if you wanna tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business and how you got to where you are today.
0: Okay, so um my name is Gabriel Feitoza. I am twenty nine years old and I come from Brazil. I started grooming when I was twelve years old. Um uh, I was starting to help the groomer that I used to do, my sister's dog. And I just got in love with it and I started obsessing over it because I don't have uh, hobbies. I have obsessions. I start something and I can't take it easy. <laughs> I just like dive right on it. Um, and my family always knew that I was a little obsessed. Uh, and then I just started reading everything I could about dogs and buying all the magazines that I could. You know, I went from one job to another and then I ended up working with Victor Malzoni, which is a breeder, a famous breeder for terriers in Brazil. He recently won a Westminster with the Fox Terrier. And I worked for them when I was about 16, moved out of my house to live in the canal, drop out of school. And it was an amazing experience. It was the first time that I had uh, any contact with English and and Spanish. And because no words speak Portuguese in Brazil. <laughs> Most people mm-hmm. think that Portuguese. <laughs> like, oh, we're from Brazil. you speak Spanish. I'm like, that we Speak Portuguese. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So then after that, I ended up meeting a lot of breeders. I left the kennel and I started working for helping all those breeders to get their dogs ready for the show and also learning a lot from them because I, start, I, I got to work with a lot of different breeds and exotic breeds. And one of these people referred me to another person in the United States, which is Paul Flores. He was a legend, in my opinion, when he came for Bichons. Um, so then he offered me a job to come work for him. So I came to US because of it. Um, and then one thing led to another, I got married, I moved to San Diego, I opened my, my, I started working actually for somebody else that was here. And four months later, she offered me the opportunity to buy the grooming portion of the business and did. Then I started working with Hydra and all these friends. And you know, now here I am. I travel the world teaching grooming and I compete. Everywhere I judge grooming competitions. I'm currently judging a competition in Poland right now online. And, uh, my shop this year, uh, expanded to a retail location, daycare, self wash and another grooming room. So it's very exciting. And thank you guys for having me. Oh, and I'm also doing this amazing podcast with the super nice gals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like such an amazing journey that you've been on. Did you ever imagine like when you were 16 years old that this is where you would be? Never. You know, never? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. No, if somebody had told uh, Gabriel uh, hell, not even 10 years ago about 6 years ago that I would have the life that I have right now that grooming could take me this far you know like could take me to Another country having a, a, a very well-established business in a short period of time, working with all the brands that, you know, I used to be fan early about it <laughs> uh, for the longest time and all of them um, wanted to work with me, but I would not believe it. So yeah, it, it is quite a journey, honestly. I'm, I'm really proud.
2: Yeah, you should be. Definitely. I I didn't realize that you had started grooming so young and in Brazil this may be a stupid question, but is the grooming like styles or practices very different in Brazil versus the US? Like, do you notice any trends? Um,
0: honestly, the, when I started grooming Brazil, grooming Brazil was how in Brazil now, in Brazil 10, uh, well, what, 16 years ago was how grooming is in some other countries of federal countries right now, which was like, you know, in the back of the veterinarian office, a little like, hidden not so great techniques you know in the time that i started if a groomer could scissor a dog from start to finish that guy was badass um and today grooming in brazil is one of the largest industries in the world oh wow we have one of the largest grooming competitions there which like in one class there's 50 dogs 50 competitors and we have uh and that's like we have several classes and grooming in Brazil is very, very big right now. And is the third largest country when it comes to pet industry. versus the UK, second United States, and Brazil is the third largest uh, pet industry in the world. So it's actually funny to think about because, you know, it's a, it's a country that it's underdeveloped in some areas. But when it comes to the pet industry, it's very elevated, honestly. And the groomers from Brazil, they can kick some ass, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of competing there. They're really good.
1: Oh my goodness. Well I would love to hear your recommendations on who we should be following on Instagram.
0: Oh yeah, there's quite yeah. a few. Uh, there's Filippi, Gallardi we should follow. There is his husband, William Gallardi. They have this amazing academy there. Um, you know, there is I mean I, I can give you like I mean a, a book uh, Yeah, everyone Instagram. just needs
2: to to follow you, basically. And then Yeah, so, yeah just
0: follow me. Yeah, we will put you guys up. The, um.
2: I did not know that there were grooming competitions. Is that like is, is that been a thing for a long time or is it a newer
0: You didn't knew there was grooming competitions at all? <laughs>
2: no, not. Like I didn't I mean I knew that Oh yeah that grooming was part of a like a a competition for, you know, like dog show the Westminster. yeah something like yeah, for dog yeah. shows, something like that but i didn't i didn't know that they were grooming specific competitions oh
0: yeah um there is a lot of it and it's been from a long time i feel like at least 30 years they're happening or 40 i know i cannot be sure honestly because since i started they were already happening over there so i don't know when they started but um yes so grooming competitions are different than dog shows so dog shows it's supposed to be about the dog and the, you know, the movement and the structure and the quality of the, the specimen, you know, the, the, the dog itself. And honestly, grooming on a groom on a dog show is supposed to be kind of like overlooked because they're supposed to look at the dog first and then what you did on top. Um, and of course, grooming counts a lot because you can change the way the dog looks and make it look perfect with a haircut, which, you know, all dogs have flaws when it comes to dog shows, but you can make them look perfect with a haircut. And with grooming competitions, it's supposed to be what you can do with the dog that you have. So you you take a dog, and they see the dog before, and they need to have enough growth for to see a difference, a substantial difference from before and after, and they give you a, a limited time for everybody, I need to get that dog done, and they're gonna judge the the shape, of course, and the the scissor work, the polish. They're gonna comb your dog to see if there's any hair coming out, and God forbid if there is a hair coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and there's different classes. You know, there's classes for hand stripping, there's classes for freestyle. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty big too, and that it's ongoing worldwide.
1: You know what? So cool. So cool. And you know, I feel
2: like someone needs to make a TV show.
1: That's outside. just what I
2: was thinking. I was like, this is a full competition yes. on before and after. I mean, that that's what people want to watch. It's like uh, HGTV, yeah. you know, America's next top model. That's everyone loves to see the, the before and the after. And I would love to see that yeah. for dogs.
0: But there is already a show on, on HBO Max called Hot Dog. That is already a grooming competition show. Um, okay. It's with uh, Jess Rona. She is uh, groomer that does a lot of celebrity dogs. She um, has a lot of followers on Instagram. So she is the host of the show. So if you guys... There's already a grooming competition show. So if you guys want to check it out, it's on HBO Max.
2: Okay. Well, w- we will check it out. I mean, ob- it's very obvious that I do not know much about grooming, which is one of the reasons I, Like we were so excited to have you on. <laughs> I, I mean, I watch your Instagram stories. I see all your pictures. But yeah, grooming... In and of itself, like, I personally have two dogs that um, don't need to go to the groomer. They're, they're hound dogs, except for, yeah. like, you know, general, like, maybe, like, nail trims mm-hmm. and, and a wash and stuff. But I did grow up with a standard poodle, and I never thought about – I mean, he, he would go to the groomer regularly. Yeah. But, of course, my mom would just take him, and he yeah. would come back smelling nice. Pretty. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm – I think – if you can give us like the, the very basic intro, why do people, why should people take their dog to a groomer?
0: Um, okay. Um, grooming is right now, not only including with the whole COVID situation, you know, groomer, grooming was elevated as something essential because it is part of their health right now. There's a lot of dogs that, you know, were developed to have a lot of hair. And if you don't take care of them, their lifespan can be much, much shorter. <laughs> Because they can develop ear infections, cheat um, infections. They can develop eye infections if you don't don't take care of their eyes. And they can, you know, um, their nails are going to grow too long, skin problems. And with the grooming, not only we maintain them looking good, but, you know, we use products that are good for the skin, good for their coat. And we also can notify the owner if there's any problem because, you know, we're getting the dog wet. We're handling everything. We're handling the nails. We're handling the, the the face. So if the dog has anything unusual, which most a lot of people sometimes don't even notice, they just think it's normal. Um, we can let them know. Like I had several clients that were like, "Hey, I noticed that is some hair missing. There is uh, this problem. I noticed that this paw is shaking a little." And then they find out that the dog had like some serious problems after some blood testing. Um, but they wouldn't notice because, you know, they're, they just have one dog, so they don't know. They don't see dogs every day. So uh, every dog uh, needs to be groomed. Like even dogs with short hair, um, they can benefit from seeing a groomer once here and there, so they can put their nails and give them a bit wash, check their skin, check their ears, because one thing that is commonly overlooked is when the ears are infected, for example. A lot of people just think it's their natural color of the, the ears, but they don't you know. It's itching it's shaking and you know for most people it's just not behave but um no you know you can it can be better
1: <laughs> for that so when when dogs come in for a regular grooming you're potentially picking up infections or other health yeah. conditions before it gets too bad so the owners aren't noticing it when it's you know too yeah. far gone
0: yeah especially like skin growth or things they're like under the hair like you can't really see it at home. Like Even I, having five dogs, I notice most of their, anything that is unusual when I'm grooming them Because you know, you go through everything, you go through every single layer of hair, every paw pad, every nail, every ear. So, um, especially doing so many dogs, you know, you you can see when something is not usual, not normal, and then you just let them know. And from then, they can go to the vet and and address the problem. Because what can happen to is that if the groomer doesn't communicate well with the person, and I honestly take pictures of everything because if the groomer doesn't say anything to the person and then the person gets home and then five weeks later the problem gets much worse fast, uh, the f- blame is going to be for the grooming. You know what I mean? Oh, this happened at the grooming. But um, yeah, it, it's very important. I mean, I guess this will be another topic to talk about. To the to the groomers to communicate really well with the customers because otherwise. Yeah, you can see something unusual, but if don't let the person know, they can think that this happened out of nowhere while the dog was.
2: That's such a good point. You know um, what you were saying as far as it's—it's just for the health of the dog for grooming. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people sometimes see, and maybe this is like an old school way of thought, but Mm -hmm. think think of grooming as like an aesthetic thing. You know, they think I mean, mean, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) obviously, you know, you can have some beautifully groomed dogs and. I love watching all of the TikToks of, <laughs> yeah. of like the before and after, you know, the little process yeah, of the dogs yeah. getting washed and groomed and yeah. But I think it's such a good point about dogs needing that extra coat shed, you know, like checking out their whole body and yeah. as you said, the, the eyes, brands,
0: everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're not vets, but we know when something is off and from there they can actually go to that. Um, you said about something about the grooming being just about the aesthetic. You know, it can be. You know, if you want to go all the way, you can make your dog look like a million bucks. But even if you just get the basic, even if you just take your dog a regular bath, make sure he doesn't have mats. Because think about the mats forming on top of the dog's skin. You know, if they were not wild, it was supposed to protect them from getting in a fight, from is a natural protection, or from hurting themselves, or from you know, getting wet or whatever. But today with the modern dog that lives inside of the house, those mats can become almost like, um, uh, it can, it can hold the skin from breathing. And if the dog goes out and gets wet, that humidity stays like basically cooking the dog's skin under those mats. Mm. And then we'll develop to, for that to become like a fungal infection is really fast because, you know, it's basically the perfect environment. It's warm. It's alive and it's, it's, it's safe for any bacteria to grow under. So yeah, it's it's important.
2: It's so easy to like I'm my dog has gotten hot spots before because yeah. um because of his allergies and it'll just get really inflamed. But it's I mean, it just looks so painful when a yeah. dog has that. And and he's a, a short hair, you know, so yeah. I can't even imagine a long hair dog having yeah. that like a an
0: open wound
2: kind of under their hair.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times when we shave the dogs, we find wounds under hot spots that the person didn't even know that existed. Oh.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's that that makes sense. Is like that's where that communication comes in that you were saying because otherwise I'm sure someone may be like, My dog came back from the groomer with an open wound and, yeah, and you're exactly. like, No, your like, dog no. already had that. You
0: let like, your dog got super mad at and then he got a whooping home at home and then I revealed it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of, um, is there anything a client can do at home to help their pet have a good experience at the groomers, but also yes. any daily care as well that can help, you know, with the grooming process.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about first the 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 first question, which was the getting their dog used to and helping them to get through the grooming. I feel like since first bring your dog to the grooming as soon as they have all the shots, as soon as they have the DHPP vaccine and the rabies shots, take them to the grooming, even if it's just for a bath, because you know, the dog, it's not, he needs to see the world. It needs to have the experience of staying with somebody else, of being handled by somebody else, because especially right now during, during quarantine, a lot of dogs are so, so attached to their owners because they stay with their owners all day. And, and if somebody got a puppy right now and the person is not seeing, having, receiving any visits, is not walking with the dog, the dog can have actually some trouble socializing. You know, because think about if you're a teenager and the first time you are seeing somebody else other than your family and you're like, okay, w- w- what's going on? So it's important to the dog, even if you're at home right now, to take them out, to let them see uh, the outside and, and other people since they're very young. And some exercises for the dog to get used to the grooming. For example, you can get an electric toothbrush, turn it on, and massage their feet and go to let you massage their face because then they can get used to that vibration and that noise. Just think about if you get um flipper, turn it on and put right by your ears, then the noise is very loud. And the dog that has a more sensitive ear can be, you know, even it's much louder for them. And when they don't understand what's going on, they don't know that you're only going to trim their hair. For them, they're like, well, what's this thing that it's so loud and so vibrates? So if you get them used to, since a young age, to the vibration, which you can start with electric toothbrush, is a very good exercise for them to get calm and at ease with that part of the process. Um, also, you know, you can um, exercises like making the dog sit and waiting a few seconds, like five to ten seconds, before they can actually get to the food, teaches them when they have something in front of them that they want really much, really bad, but they need to wait because you say so. Um, and, you know, that discipline and restraint is very healthy when they come to the grooming. Or even if you're grooming them yourself, and they want to jump out of the tub, or they are in trouble say, hey, no, stop, sit. And then they would understand that they want to do something, but in that moment, they need to listen. So the electrical push trick is amazing. And the waiting for the food is really good. exercise, And it reverberates in a lot of areas. Um, even in, you cannot... Help to avoid an accident. So think about you forget the door open in the house and the dog is about to go to the street and you say, Hey, wait. And he's going to wait before he finishes going out to the street. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to tips for grooming at home and things that you can do at home to help your dog, first and foremost, learn how to brush your dog. There is a link on my website for the today.com a video that I did when the the quarantine started is how to groom your dog at home and some tips and tricks to brush them at home, how to do their nails, how to make sure they are comfortable for the haircut so you guys can check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, learn how to properly brush them because a lot of times you get a brush in, I don't know, Amazon, and you just go from the top coat and then you take to the groomer and the groomer is like, man, your dog is really bad," And you're like, what do you mean? I brush my dog all the time. But it's important or you should brush it properly. Get the right kind of brush for the kind of hair your dog has. Uh, open the hair and brush from the skin because otherwise you're not doing uh, good enough a job to help your dog. And the, uh, developing that practice to brush your dog at home, it can be you know, like where you watch your TV, to sit on the floor, grab your dog when they're comfortable. Um, and if you do it at home, they're going to be fine with it being done at the shop too. And you're not going to be charged extra for the netting fees. You're not going to have to have your dog shaved down. And if you keep the skin clean and, you know, the, the hair open, you won't have any problems. Also, if you do bathe your dog at home, um, as lo- if it's not like a really warm day in your dog, it's not a short hair dog, uh, I would strongly recommend you fully drying them with a blow dryer because the, the humidity that stays in the skin, it's not good for them if they're uh, in their dog. Like okay, if it's a sunny day, you wash them and take them outside and they dry, It's perfectly fine. But if they stay wet for too long, it's not It's not ideal. And also, if you have a hairy dog, if it, the, the hair is long, um, when you wash them and you let them dry naturally, the hair tends to matte much, much more. Um, and including that's the technique that we use for cording dogs. Have you guys ever seen the dogs that have dreadlocks? It looks like a mop. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what yeah. we use. We we basically cultivate the mat in the right spots, but we wash them and let them dry naturally because we know it's gonna mat. And then we just separate the cords so the mat is above one inch from the skin. So they don't they're not actually matted, you know, it's just how their hair look like. Um but using that example, if you don't brush your dog after the bath and if you don't blow dry them properly, they are gonna mat. <laughs>
1: And That's another thing that I'm assuming the toothbrush trick will help with the noise of the blow dryer and, yeah. and everything like that. You know what? And I think so. I, I have a corgi and he's got the double coat, and it takes a lot of towel power to yeah. dry him with a towel because you think you get him dry and then he just yeah. shakes one more time, and then you're like, Oh no, yeah. he's wet again, got to do it again. And we end up going through like two or three towels yeah. by the time he's dry, but he's also. Not used yeah. to a hair dryer, so I don't own a hair dryer because my <laughs> hair doesn't allow that. So <laughs> maybe I should yeah. invest in well, one for the dog. <laughs> if you're going to buy one
0: for the dog, I would recommend you getting a small force dryer. So it's a hose that has, um, you know, you can actually use it close to the skin, and you can take that water out. And in the case of your dog, which is a corgi, the blow dryer, the force dryer itself would take a lot of the undercoat off.
1: Oh, that's what I need. Yeah, it's two
0: birds with one stone. Ooh, you dry like, it and you've... take the undercoat off. Yeah, two but birds with one in stone. inside of her house because <laughs> it's going to be here everywhere.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't even think about that.
0: <laughs> I would have yeah, decimated the couch. You would. Really.
2: <laughs> um, I, thank you so much for those tips, Gabe. I think those were so helpful. That was exactly kind of what I was wondering. Um as far as the getting your dog a little bit more used to the buzzing sounds and stuff is what does a grooming appointment entail usually?
0: So first and uh, foremost, which I think is important is to have a consultation with the person on the front desk or the person or the, or, or the groomer or the baiter, whoever is handling the check-in of the, the client. Because um, I feel like most people don't have a full understanding of what, how the grooming works so they don't really know what they want. They're like, Oh, I want it short, but not too short, but I want it shaved, but not short, <laughs> shaved, but not short. Or mm-hmm. so sometimes the instructions don't match or they say, I want, take about an inch off. And you look at the hair and the hair has only an inch and you're like, well, you take an inch off, you're going to be shaved. So I think the first part, it's a consultation. So, um, when you come in, somebody's going to help you guide through what you want and try to understand the look that you want for the dog and your lifestyle. You now, if you're the person that likes hiking, don't try to leave the hairy legs on the dog or a lot of hair underneath because it's going to get dirty and it's going to get matted. It's, you know, attract uh, ticks and, and bugs and everything. So just make it shorter and more practical. Now, if you have if your dog stay inside of your house all day and it's a, it's a lap dog, then, you know, I feel like you can go all out of the hair because it's, it makes more sense. Um, after the consultation, the dog should get their nails checked, their paw pads checked, their feet shaved because you know if the dog slides too so much on the floor, it can hurt their joints because they don't have grip or stability. The hair would be helpful if they were in the wild from protecting the paws, but inside of a house where they don't have any uh you know, have vinyl or hardwood floors, it's very uh slippery. So if a dog like a Pomeranian that already has problems with the knees doesn't have any grip on the floor, it's going to slide and the knee's going to get worse over time. So first, check the nails. We check the paw pads. We make sure the sanitary area is clean. So we shave the butt. We shave their wee-wees. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we give them a good bath. Uh, I like to use a facial shampoo. Not all grooms use a facial shampoo. And um, a shampoo that is more mild for the face area. And we check, you know, the eyes. A lot of times when the dogs have those, those boogers that stay there for very long, it get, it, it can become like a little sore underneath. So we need to make sure we take care of that. Uh, and that's another thing that we can do at home, actually. Make sure we're wiping their eyes frequently if they have a lot of hair. Um, because the, it hardens and it can actually cause the skin to have like a diaper uh, rash kind of, uh, sore. And. Then we give them a bath, uh blow dry, we brush them completely, uh, we check the anal glands. I recommend only doing the anal glands if the dog has an actual problem. Um, you know, it's controversial, some vets say you should do, some vets say you should not do. I have five dogs, I only do one of my dogs because I feel like once you start doing and I feel like the body understands that. They need to produce more and then it it ends up becoming a problem somehow. So I just do it when the dog actually, you know, is scooching or like trying to lick it. Then that's when we check mainly. Um, you can know, you can usually add teeth brushing for your dog when you come for the visit. Um, teeth brushing is not teeth cleaning. It's just for maintenance. We are not allowed to, at least in California, just scrape the dog's teeth without a vet on site. And, um, and that's it in the haircut, if, you, if that's what you requested. And with the haircut, we're going to go through, you know, with any kind of tool that we need to get for the specific type of coat and type of look that you want. And, you know, you can always add hair dye. <laughs> you can always do anything creative and fun. You can add, uh, we have natural um, herbal baths that look like a mud bath. We have, um, you know, deep conditioning treatments with lipoproteins, apricot extract, vegetal keratin. It's very um, modern today of the amount of resources and products that we have for dogs. Honestly, <laughs> I, I use some of them on my hair. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this thing is good I put my hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a full spa day. Yeah, like an actual spa day, not just like oh, my dog's going to the yeah, spa. Exactly like to he's the spa. actually going. You can get going... a chamomile
0: scrub. You can get uh, deep conditioning that we mix like right before a dog. There's all sorts of natural oils and yeah.
1: So before you had mentioned um, that communication between the groomer and the mm-hmm. client is very important, what other things should people be looking for in a good groomer?
0: Well, I feel like a groomer should be the kind of person that you would invite to have lunch in your house. It should be the kind of person that you look at them and you trust them because you know, they're gonna, your they going to stay with them for a while and you know, groomers are professionals. But I feel like uh, it's important a groomer that communicates, that talks to you like openly, like, hey, today's really busy. And we do, he's going to have a play time, or we are going to um, make sure we you pick up right away because he barks a lot. Because the thing is, like, a, a groomer that is conscious needs to be also aware of the environment that they're making for the dog. You know, they need to be calm, in my opinion, needs to be suiting. So if there's a dog that is very anxious, I usually ask it. I, I talk to the client say, Hey, your baby's very anxious and they know. So what about I just do it and I call you about 30 minutes before. So you're here. So they don't have to wait because the dog is waiting and it's barking too much. And then the other dogs get rough, you know, start getting up ru- and then it becomes more stressful for the other dogs. Um, so I feel like the, the, the things that you should look in a groomer is first look at their, look at their work. You now, if you, um, I think they've first thing that you look when you're looking for their work is their portfolio in itself. If they have pictures of the dogs that have done it, They have done it before. Um, but more important than anything, let's like suppose you want a very low maintenance grooming, you don't need anything fancy done for your dog. Just really, um, you just need to be able to trust them. I feel like you need to be able that they're to communicate with you if they see anything wrong, that they... You know, your dog's gonna be okay. See how the dog um, reacts after he's done with the appointment. Because most of the times when you're coming into the grooming, the dogs know for several reasons that you to leave, that it, you know, he's about to have a bath and dog, it's not dog's favorite thing to do most of the time. So it's normal for the dog to be a bit anxious in the drop off, but watch how your dog behaves on the pickup. If the, if he's happy, if he, you know, how, how does your groomer, how does the groomer treat your dog? if he offers a treat or if he talks to you about it. For example, I communicate to the client to a point that I don't give any treats. I just ask, does your dog have any allergies? And if, please bring me a treat for for the, the grooming session because then it's something that you're bringing from home and I'm going to give your dog anything that I don't know that, how he's going to react to. That's supposed to give them chicken and he's allergic to chicken. Then he gets home and he's having diarrhea. I don't want any of that to happen. And, you know, I, I feel like a responsible group A responsible groomer needs to protect themselves in all the areas. Like, I take pictures when I see something. I talk to you when I see something. I let you know how your dog behaved. If it was good or bad, look, if your dog had a problem, tried to bite or it's anxious, let's talk about some exercises that we can do, you at home, and we can do it here to make this experience better for your dog. You know what I mean? Because it is a process. And also, when you do find a groomer that you really like, um, stick with them for to the end of your dog's life. Because think about going through this process over and over, you know, like you get to know this person. Your dog gets to know this person. You develop the like a trust. Uh, literally a relationship. You're taking care of somebody's kid nowadays. And um and then if you're like just hopping from one groomer to another because you're not booking ahead of time or you don't you're not planning ahead, and then you call your groomer and your groomer is busy and you're like, Oh my god, I need my dog done right now. And then you go to somebody else, that experience might not be good as somebody else. And then when you come back, your dog has a different reaction to the groomer that he was already used to. So if you find somebody that you like, just stick with them. And as long as they're um, trustworthy and if, if they're nice people. And if you would invite them to have uh, coffee in your house, then that's the kind of person that you should if your dog with.
2: <laughs> Very good tip. Love it. Yeah. Um, I have a couple... Really quick, like quick fire mm-hmm. questions. So one, for a for an average dog that needs to be groomed that has a hair type that needs to be regularly groomed, how mm-hmm. long in between grooming appointments would you um, recommend?
0: Four to six weeks. Every month or every month and a half max. Yeah. I would not go every two months because it starts getting out of control.
2: Okay. All right. So that's I think that's really good for all the listeners who either has one of those dogs or maybe is thinking about getting a dog that has longer hair or really curly hair, that is a potential additional expense every four okay, days, six yes, weeks. Yes, yeah. it's
0: definitely something you need to consider because people, that's a good point though. <laughs> people see the dogs for the way they look on the Google pictures, are like, oh, poodle. And then they see all those Google images and they're like, oh, they're so cute. But they don't understand how much it's going to cost to keep mm-hmm. them looking that cute and how much work goes into keeping them cute. Um with the for the listeners that you know uh, hearing us, I feel like, please don't take your dog twice a year for the groomer. okay? If your dog is hairy, if you have any dog that has a long hair, he needs to see the groomer at least every month and a half for their health and for you know everything because the dog that goes every, twice a year, he has a terrible experience. They hate going to the grooming. You know, they, they don't like it because it's nothing that it's, that it's part of their life, it's not part of their routine. So when they go, it's not good for anybody involved. It's not good for the groomer, it's not good for the for you, That because you're probably not gonna get the look that you like, you're gonna get a shaved dog. And it's not good for them because you know it, it can be stressful.
2: Okay. Good answer. Now everyone knows.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah. Take your dog to the groomer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take your dog to game. <laughs> um, okay, next question is: Is it helpful for people to bring in a picture of what they're kind of hoping that their dog will look like oh, at completely.
0: the end? Please, okay, yeah, completely. Because again, like I said, most of the time they don't know what they <laughs> what they want. And A picture helpful because <laughs> you're like, Oh, okay, you don't want an inch off, you want like that, okay? <laughs>
2: yeah, okay, that's good. Especially I was especially if you have a, yeah. a,
0: a, a haircut on your dog, they were like, Oh my god, my dog looks amazing. Take a few pictures and keep them because then you can just take always the same pictures.
2: That's smart. That's what I was thinking. Like, when I go to the hair stylist, you know, I always bring you know, like a Pinterest board of what I want yeah. to look like. And of course exactly. Yeah. Of course, you know, for the listeners, make sure it's something that's attainable. Durable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't bring don't bring like a Bichon today yeah. and then picture and then you bring me a Yorkie because there's no way that I can make <laughs> that look like and believe me those things happen.
2: <laughs> I could totally see that. Someone like, just like this, please. It's a comb, not a wand. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, last question. And this is kind of random, but I feel like I will see a lot of dogs um, that have like tear staining or saliva staining and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Is that something that you guys are able to remove like with regular grooming or is it uh, something that no? Okay. No,
0: uh, because the thing is, we can trim that hair. And there is, uh, techniques to put makeup on it to like camouflage for, for, uh, a presentation or something. But that is something that comes from the inside. So if you're looking for to remove the tear staining, uh, and the saliva staining, first step, I would look at their ears to see if it's not inflammated or infected. Then look at their gums to see if their, their gums are not inflamed or infected. Because, you know, just like us, you know, it's everything connected. Your, the eyes, the ears, the nose, and the gums, it's all in the head. So if there's any inflammation in the head, the dog tends to tear. And then there is other theories because nobody can exactly pinpoint what causes the tear stain. There is also a genetic factor, but there is um, the chance that your dog can have allergies of food. So I would strongly recommend trying a limited ingredient food. So a food that doesn't have different sources of protein in the same kibble or whatever you're feeding raw. So I, I would go to fish first. So there is, uh, if you if you give them antibiotics, it does get rid of it immediately, and that's what some products had in the market before. But they got like caught having antibiotics, and they they uh, can't have it anymore. Um, but the problem with the antibiotics is sometimes, as soon as you stop giving antibiotics, the tear comes back. Mm-hmm. So there is you really need to treat the dog from the inside. So first check the ears, gums and clear, you know wipe the eyes daily and then change the food to watch for allergies and you know and then you can go from there. You can buy products that have some uh antioxidants on the products that supposedly help.
2: Okay. That's, uh, that was basically the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> so because I, my dog has had tons of allergies, and he, he'll get the inflammation, he doesn't get any tear staining, but he will lick his paws a lot. And when we were trying to figure out his allergies, we had to do the elimination diet and, yeah. and did all of that. And, and it worked, we were able to pinpoint it. And now he doesn't have His beautiful white legs doesn't have any saliva staining anymore. Yeah, Yeah. it really is from the
0: inside. There's nothing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So everyone listening, if you're thinking that you can take your dog to the groomer and then they're just gonna like emerge magically white White. and perfect and yeah. (laughs) Then there is some like health aspects that you need to look into.
0: Yeah, there's there's even some people that put some uh, apple cider vinegar in the water to help with the stomach and there there's lots of things that you can try. But it's very hard to pinpoint exactly what yeah. what it is to, until um, to you try like lots of things.
2: Yeah, um, that was actually the last of my my questions. <laughs> Do you have any last ones, Izzy? Yes, just a very quick one. Top
1: five breeds that absolutely need to go grooming, or top five breeds that you see in your. I'm going to call it top <laughs> because I feel like okay, that's if I have to say a top five better word than. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every dog, all dogs, mm. any dog. Just kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> okay, doodles, emergency, have to be at the groomer very often. Mm-hmm. All these new breeds that are, well, they're not actual breeds, they're mixes. Um, they should be at the groomer because especially mixed dogs, because, okay, if, when you have a poodle in and in a, like a golden retriever, you don't know what the dog has more. You know, I don't know if it's more poodley the hair, or if it's more good retriever, and most of the times it's mixed. And that hair tends to tangle faster than a poodle, honestly. So, doodles, please go to the shop right away. Then, poodles, um, uh, shih tzus. Honestly, if I, I would have to pinpoint, yeah, all the dogs. All the dogs. 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 If the dog, your dog has a hair longer than an inch and a half, two inches, he has to be in the case. Because it, there's no way that you can see how the dog looks under their hair. There's no way you can watch all of that at home 100% of the time. So if you have that regular routine, you know, it's going to cost you, what, 80 bucks average. Mm-hmm. Every six weeks is not that much money. Mm-hmm. And you just keep them taken care of.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, the fact that what you said, you know, right when we first started, that it actually extends their life span. Because they yeah. are they're healthy, you're keeping their skin healthy, their hair healthy. Yeah. Skin is the largest organ. You, didn't
0: notice, you know, you just you yeah. you find out.
2: Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, yeah. that was everything, I think. Yeah. yeah. Gabe, this has been amazing. Um, if anyone does want to connect with you or see all of your amazing work, where can they find you?
0: Well, thank you guys for having me. Uh you can find me on the my Instagram, uh Fruit, as a groomer. There is my website, uh, which is (laughs) GabrielPhotosalGroomer.com. And, you know, I have some info. If you go to the media section, there is a link there for the Today.com video that we did of how to groom your dog at home, which has a lot of tips of how to do, you know, home tricks, really basic with like kitchen stuff, (laughs) how to, how to groom your dog at home. So, yeah, thank you guys very much. Thank you for listening. And I see you guys soon
2: yes thank you so much gabe everyone you can find us at with a dog podcast on instagram with a dog podcast.com our new website it's still it's still i think only be been out for about a month so we're calling it new still <laughs> and um <laughs> we'll see you next week
1: All content on With A Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.